So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode eight of season four of Life After Lockup. On this episode, Deontay's mom hits him in the head for all this foolishness with Lindsay. Sarah has her first look with Sean's ex, Kelly. Chaz finally gets some from Branwyn. Brittany shoves Amanda for not telling her about her text with Marcelino. Brittany and Ray discuss a prenup. Taylor finds out she's pregnant while Chance tries to buy a house. And Puppy and Amber tail Eric to see what he's really up to. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Uh, things are going okay. I'm getting into the groove of things. I feel like, you know, now that it's a full week of school, it's starting to feel more routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting that same kind of thing. It's always like it's, we're past the getting to know you stage, and it's like, no, your homework is due. What are you talking <laughs> about? Like, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, speaking of the same old, uh, we've got a few same olds around here. Uh, so let's start off with our oldest couple that we've seen on this show, and that's Brittany and Marcelino. So Brittany is really confused because she thought Marcelino hated Amanda. So she can't imagine why Marcelino is sending Amanda dick pics and try to talk to her. She now thinks that they are both lying to her. She doesn't think Amanda was really clueless about Brittany not knowing about their text and sext exchanges. And she thinks that Amanda is trying to shift the blame on Marcelino. So she thinks that she needs answers. So Brittany shows up at Amanda's work asking to talk to her. Amanda comes out and says that she's tried to reach out and hasn't heard anything, so she was just giving her some space. Brittany is pissed and said it's because Amanda wasn't forthcoming about everything. Amanda thought she knew about and said she has her own shit going on. Brittany asks her how she responded to the dick pics, and Amanda claims that she didn't feed into any of it or encourage it, and that there was nothing going on. Brittany isn't buying any of this, and she lunges at Amanda and calls her a liar as she shoves her to the ground and the producers try to intervene. Amanda is crying and walks back to work. Brittany thinks they are both, uh, Marcelino and Amanda, grimy dirtbags from keeping this from her. Brittany says she'll give Marcelino a chance to tell her the truth. All right, so do you think that Amanda really didn't know that Brittany didn't know about the sexting and texting? Mm, no, I think she knew, especially when once dick pics entered the picture. Right. I feel like trying to like set up the, you know, hey, let's do that again. That was fun. That's one yeah. thing. And then just being like getting to or and I know for some guys, it doesn't take a whole lot to ramp up to dick pics. <laughs> sure. Right. But once we got to there, it'd be like, um, does Brittany know you're doing this? Because I would have expected if it was trying to set up something else and trying to be like, you know what you like, I'd expect it to kind of be both of them in the picture. Right. Right. If yeah. he was going to send a, a picture like that. And that's that's definitely the point when she should have ran it by Brittany and been like, so. And then once nothing happened a little for a little while mm -hmm. and then like it kind of. And then Brittany didn't mention it again. Like, Brittany wasn't like, oh, how'd you like that pic Marcelino sent you, right? You'd be like, 
I'm getting the feeling she doesn't know about this. Right. right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that if that were me, and granted, this is like a threesome situation. I mm-hmm. don't know if I would feel super comfortable, especially if, you know, your number one is Brittany. Because that was her ex, right? She's in right. this threesome because of Brittany, not because of Marcelino. Totally. So Brittany's your number one. I'm kind of confused why she didn't check in with her earlier or wonder why Brittany wasn't included in the group chat. Because I think it would, you know, be... I don't want to say less guilty, but it wouldn't have seemed so weird to me if Brittany and Amanda had a whole side chat going on. And granted, Amanda wasn't the one who instigated any of this, but it just seems weird to me that Marcelino and Amanda have this side thing going on. And I agree with Brittany. Like, Marcelino was not a fan of Amanda at all. I was kind of surprised that he was open to having her as the third in the first place. Yeah, it was because it was like, well, can we have somebody that you don't have history with? Right. That seems that seems like unusual because, yes, I, I agree that it just doesn't add up. Like he didn't like her. Right. But that's, you know. And then also what she said last time is like he she like begged him and asked him for dick pics over and over and over again and nothing. And then like th- so this person you supposedly didn't like who didn't ask you for one and didn't even get, start to have the conversation go that way. You just randomly sent a dick pic to like yeah. it doesn't. There's there's some missing parts of this here that people aren't trying to share. Right. No, I definitely agree, too. Uh, it does make me wonder a little bit if Amanda really did send something and she's just lying to Brittany about it just so, you know, she doesn't ruin her friendship and whatever relationship she has left with Brittany. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as a woman, I don't know if guys think about doing this. I feel like they don't. But if someone were to ask me for, like, nudes and I was, like, really trying to engage them without sending them nudes, I would probably just send them some fake picture from the interwebs. So it kind of makes me wonder a little bit, since Marcelino doesn't seem to be so forthcoming with the dick pics with Brittany. It's like, is that really his dick? Yes. Let me see the dick pic so I can judge it against the one that I know is is there. Right, (laughs) right. So it's like, well, is this just some random dude's dick that, you know, he found off the internet and sent her? So it like doesn't mean anything to him, right? He's like, whatever. Yes, I would say that, except she's also seen his dick. And now, granted, most of them are not really that distinctive. And if it is, you're not trying to make it. That's what I was saying. Like, 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 (laughs) are you really inspecting it? Like, oh, I noticed that you have a freckle right here. And it doesn't, this picture doesn't have a freckle. So this couldn't be your dick. Or you're generally like, oh, let's get the same color and size-ish. Yeah, as long as the skin tone matches, we'll be fine. Like. I mean, because I, I, there's definitely, and I don't know that it would be this in a three-way, but I, I, there's certain, you know, sometimes you you don't even lay eyes on the whole thing. Right. No, yeah, exactly. You don't even see it, right? Sure. It's just, it's just there doing its thing. So, I, yeah, you could definitely pass off another one as yours, but he wouldn't do that unless she had asked for it. Right. 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 And I kind of feel like, I don't know if she was too nervous in the time, but... I feel like the good excuse would have been like, well, why did you tell me about this? And I was like, because when you found out about it, you showed up to my job and started screaming at me in a parking lot. And mm. I thought that's exactly what was going to happen. Like you would blame me for him, whatever. And I didn't want to take that blame. I didn't want to be on. I didn't want to take that bullet. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I also agree with Brittany. I feel like her not being forthcoming also makes her look guilty. Right. And so it would make me suspicious, like, how much of a part in this did you play? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just – yeah, the way things go down, I agree, like I said at the beginning. It doesn't – it doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that doesn't mean – that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, I was, you know, trying to, you know, have sex with him one-on-one because she didn't even seem all that interested in it. We said no. it. She was in it for Britney, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely in it for Britney. Well, that being said, I kind of feel that Britney seemed very over the top and I don't know, we've – kind of accuse them of, you know, coming up with fakey storylines that are half-assed, half-baked, half halfway executed, like, the last few seasons. Like, we never really knew what happened about the halfway house halfway through that whole ordeal. Like, that was never resolved. Right. And they didn't talk about it since then. This season, no mention of the halfway house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're on to the next. And so, even with Brittany, I felt like it was very theatrical, her attacking Amanda. But that being said, I, I don't know if Amanda got the memo because either she was genuinely clueless or she is a very good actress because I was just like, oh my gosh, like... She just seemed really shocked. She was like crying, like her makeup off, you know, it just seemed all very real emotionally, at least. Right, right. It it did. And yeah. And so I don't know if they're just being assholes to her and not like including her in the memo. We'll really freak her out. Like that's. Seems bad. That's yeah. not a good. That's not a good thing to do to your friend. Mm-hmm. Or may, I don't know. Maybe she is just a really good actress. But maybe she just. Maybe she was ready for everything except the sucker punch, and it was like, oh man, no, we're oh shit, <laughs> this is not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. All right. So I can't do a sucker punch um, transition because we didn't have that. So let's go to Ray and Brittany instead. Let's go to the other. We'll just go to the other Brittany. So now that she's engaged, Brittany isn't wasting any time and wedding dress shopping immediately. But at least her mom's going with her. So she's planning on doing that two dress setup where she has a one ball gown for the ceremony and something she can actually dance in at the reception. So since she's been planning for this thing, since she's been a little girl, she's just like, I don't care if I have my dad's permission. I'm starting to plan this thing. <laughs> So her mom brings up something that she should also be planning for, and that is a prenup. In this case, she's specifically worried that Brittany – well, there's two things. One, that Brittany's going to get caught up and you know, be responsible for Ray's restitution payments. And two, that she's got a lot of money that she wants to leave to Brittany, and I think she doesn't want Ray to have it. <laughs> so Brittany doesn't really disagree that a prenup's a good idea, but she's not sure how to bring it up with Ray. But then she starts just going on about her dresses and she wants a dress that's extra sexy, bougie and elegant. Not sure those words all go together, but that's what she's looking for. So later on, Ray is asking about how things went and Brittany was, you know, pretty much like, well, shopping was fine. But, you know, my mom talked about a prenup and then Ray is not really happy with this. You know, she brings up that. You know, she's getting the inheritance and he has to pay the restitution and how stuff could um, come up to bite us, you know, and not just her. Brittany thinks they should at least research to get educated. So Ray says his understanding about prenups is pretty much like, well, I'm going to take what's mine. Fuck you in a divorce and starts getting upset that Brittany and her mom are just like killing the mood of this thing, man. So Brittany keeps stressing that it's really not about him and he should also just chill out. So also implied, you know, because she says it's for my protection. It's for my protection. And of course, well, if it's like your protection from what? Because it sounds like it's just me. Okay, so 
is there was there a better way to bring up this prenup? And do you think this is like one of the more I don't know, one of the more apt situations to have a prenup? I definitely think it's a good idea for her to have a prenup. Like, yeah. and I get what she's saying. I get that, you know, she brought up the whole thing that a lot of people bring up, right? Like, if you're even thinking of a prenup, then bringing it up, drafting one up, it's like you're planning for failure, right? Right. And I don't know if I really, I get because it's like, oh, you're thinking like, oh, we're going to get divorced. But I don't think it is. Like, unfortunately, life is just unexpected. You don't know what's going to happen and how you're going to feel about events happening or just your mm-hmm. situation in the future. And it's just impossible to not consider all the possibilities. And she does. She needs to protect herself, especially because that restitution, like, you know, like I always think about, and I know she brought up the cheating thing because I think for me, yeah. like, I think that, you know, if things kind of, you just grow apart, right? I could mm-hmm. definitely see myself being very reasonable, like being very fair about things. But I know myself enough to know that if I have been wronged in some way in the relationship, mm-hmm. like I will not feel reasonable and I will not feel like being generous. And I know that I would maybe be petty. I'm not going to put that uh, past me, you know, it depends on like how I got hurt. And so really to have that all kind of spelled out before, I think is just better for everyone. Yeah, and I, I I always question, and that's why I like the idea of educate ourselves. I question mm-hmm. how much it's needed, right? Mm-hmm. Because the restitution is his prior to their marriage, yes. right? So she yeah. doesn't, most places, I think, you don't take on someone's debts from prior to when you were married, right? right? right. If they, if, 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 I mean, while they're married, obviously, it's a joint issue. But if they yeah. then got divorced, she wouldn't be, well, you're responsible for half of his debt. It's like, no, if they no. Were, got the debt while they were married, yes. I don't think it's that, that but could I see her making payments on his behalf while they're married and then feeling Absolutely. like, and especially feeling like if she was wronged in some way, being petty and being like, I want my money back. Oh, well, yeah, you don't get that. Right. But and so that's what I'm saying. So having some kind of agreement, like, you know, having it in there, if she was making restitution payments uh, on his behalf, like somehow getting that back. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what if Brittany spends her inheritance on paying off his restitution and then divorce happens and then she's out inheritance, you know, and. And I think I think that's where the mom was most yeah. concerned because I think the mm-hmm. mom was like, hey, you all might still be married when this inheritance comes in. Yeah. And then I don't want to split half of your inheritance for him. I don't want that split 50-50 in a divorce because right. you got it while you were married. Right. Yeah. Like I yeah. think the mom was very much like, listen, if y'all going to get divorced, I don't want him to have any of my money. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that's where the mom was coming from. And that's not incorrect. I think there's different rules via about inheritance, which I didn't have to deal with because I didn't have any inheritance. But <laughs> I think going back you were right and that the better way to frame it is it's not it's it's not planning for failure it's planning for the unexpected right any more than saying like 
oh, why you have car insurance? You think you're going to crash? Is that <laughs> yeah. you're just planning to crash? That's what you're going to do? Like, right. no, like I have to have this in case. The uh, Do not plan on getting a crash, but things happen, mm-hmm. right? For mm-hmm. all I, and, and you can say that. For, I'm not saying I'm going to want to leave you. For all I know, you could change and want to leave me. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like things change. And it, I mean, I think it's especially easy for, <laughs> I feel like it's easier for me on my side as someone who's been divorced to be like, I promise you on the day I got married, there was it was not like I hope this works. It was like I was one hundred percent. Like, yeah, there was no doubt in my mind it was going to work forever, and it didn't. Like things unexpected happen. Yeah, right. and I think unexpected is the best way to put it. But you definitely should not if someone is feeling like, you know, oh, I feel like you're not trusting me with this, yeah. and being like, well, what am I going to do if you cheat on me? Right. It's like, well, no, that's that's just saying you don't trust them. So don't you can't say that. Right, right. But at the same time, you don't know what the future holds, right? And so, I mean, I think people, well, I would say most people had the best of intentions of not cheating on someone, right? But then what happens in a situation where it's like one person is under the influence? Like, I know that probably is going to, uh, you know, change someone's mindset in a way where, yeah, they didn't go into this thinking they were going to cheat, but now they're under the influence of something and it's more likely to happen, you know, stuff like that. Like you just, you just never know what your situation is. I think people, I like to think people have the best of intentions going into it, but you just don't know what's going to happen. No, you can never say never. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, shift to another couple that is maybe thinking about the future, but maybe not. That's Chance and Taylor. So (laughs) I know. So Chance is off looking at a house with his friend Daryl. He said he was pre-approved for a loan, and he wants to buy a larger house for him and Taylor and the whole family. He wants to use Taylor's house as an asset and rent it out. He's already planning on doing construction to the house to accommodate all the people he's trying to home. City permits be damned. He's going to build a home out of shipping containers in the backyard for Bobby. He plans on making this a surprise for Taylor and Daryl points out that maybe she would be mad for him making a major decision without her. Meanwhile, Taylor is waiting for her pregnancy test results and it ends up that she's pregnant. She's now worried about how they're going to pay for this new baby. Later, Chance and Taylor are out on a date night and Taylor is already feeling nauseous in the car ride. She isn't sure she wants to tell Chance if she's pregnant yet because she just wants to enjoy their night. Chance orders a bottle of Moscato, and Taylor says she doesn't want any, which Chance is slightly suspicious about it. He's not all there, but (laughs) Chance then asks if she wants to try his food, and Taylor says it's making her nauseous. Chance is now suspicious, uh, but Taylor plays it off like it's stress due to, and then she brings up money. She brings up the surprise of the truck purchase, which she didn't feel like was much of a surprise, as he put it. So much as a financial burden. She says from now on, she would like to be included on all major financial decisions, especially since they're getting married. Chance says that it doesn't change anything except, you know, their credit score. He then says he can get a side job and make that money back in no time. And the only reason why he hasn't is because he doesn't want to sacrifice that time with the family. He says that he doesn't want to bring this stress to the date and he really tries to stop this conversation. All right, so what do you think Chance really means when he says it's a surprise? That's a good question. 
Um, cause he, he, he even like spelled out what he thought would be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I can take her to it and say, Hey, isn't this house nice? By the way, baby, here's the keys. Right. Like, I think he wants to be like, you know, Christian gray or something, right. He wants to be like, you know, from Shifty Shades of Grey. Like, here's the magic. I may, I got this awesome thing for you. Oh, and I so romantic that I bought this great thing. But the problem is he's not rich enough to just buy her a house. Yeah. He's rich enough to take a mortgage that she's also responsible for. Right. 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 Like, it would legitimately be, be a nice surprise to, you know, be walking along the beach and have someone say, you know what, baby? That's your beach house. Right. And it's already paid for. And it's your, that would yeah. be fucking amazing. Right? Yeah. But he's not doing that. Right. Like, and so... I think he wants like the credit for doing that, but isn't actually doing that. He's doing it all literally on credit. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't really get where he's coming from. I feel like it's really he's buying this stuff for himself and he keeps on calling it a surprise because one, he doesn't want to have to consult with Taylor And he doesn't Mm want to have to, like, he wants to almost justify it. Like, if she's questioning his decisions, well, it was a a surprise for you. How was that truck a surprise for Taylor? The truck, yeah, and I could give it that. You're right because of the truck. Like, the house, I can give you. And I do think he wants to feel like, don't worry, baby, I'll take care Mm -hmm. of you. I have it all figured out. And I'll get all these nice things just flow towards you. And I got it taken care of. Like, that's what he wants to be. Right. And, but you're right. That is his truck. Yeah. Buying me, buying myself a car is not a surprise for you in any way, shape or form. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like surprise, financial burden. <laughs> yeah. It, and so the, 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 uh, yeah, the idea that he called the truck a surprise. Now, the house is just a dog shit idea. Yeah. Like for many reasons. First of all, they already have a house that they're making payments on. Right. So that house is not going to be, quote unquote, an asset if he's already told us he can afford to buy a house with a $200,000 loan, right? Right, And they're making payments on this other one, so they're not going to be able to rent it out for very much mm-hmm. in the same market. It isn't any bigger, right? It yeah. still only has like two bedrooms, the it, one, the new one. Right. And it's a little nicer, but I mean, it could just be staged that way. But yeah, that's the other thing. It's like. All right, you still have to construct crap, and we have seen his shitty construction skills. We've seen it, and he's like, oh, I'm going to make this into two bedrooms by putting a loft up there. That's a bunk bed. That's not another bedroom. What are you talking about? It's just like, okay, um, there are so many things, right? One, you can't just build whatever the hell you want. It's like... Like when he was talking about yes. the shipping containers in the back, I was like, you need to, you have a permit for this? You can't just Forget, decide it, it, to build an apartment out of shipping containers in your backyard. Yeah, I think, I feel like if there's not, you know, city permits that he, he still has to pull city permits and everything. Yeah. Who are probably not going to prove a fucking fire hazard in your backyard. Right. Right. With no egress or whatever. It's not going to have plumbing. It's not going to have the right thing. So they're not going to let, that wouldn't let you do it. Yeah. And if they did. Your homeowners association probably would have something to say about it, huh? Yeah. Like, there was a townhouse. There's definitely an HOA. Oh, my goodness. I just feel like he's so clueless. And he has these, like, grandiose ideas of his abilities to construct things. And like I yes. said, after that whole, like, Bobby garage incident, it's like, I don't trust this guy to, like, build no. IKEA furniture, quite honestly. Uh, yeah. I, like, forget drywall. <laughs> right. I'm like, he's not mudding and taping drywall. 
And, and well, the thing is, too, is he was also like, well, I'll put one shipping container this way and one the other way. And I was like, the, a shipping container does not fit the other way. Exactly. I don't know what you're looking at. Those are huge. They are rectangular and they're all the same size. So yes, it's like that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he was like, well, I'll put one this way. And I was like, I promise you that yard is smaller than a shipping container. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, if you put two shipping containers on top of each other, it's probably taller than the house. And that is yeah. going to be an eyesore from the outside. There's no way you could get away with that in a city. No, no. And you wouldn't get away with it in a suburban neighborhood either, man. You have to be on a farm. Yeah. And 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 that get and that compounded with, I have to run electric to it. It's like, you're not right. doing that. Yeah. You trust him to run electric to oh, that? Oh, gosh, no. Poor oh Bobby. God. She's going to be like flooded out. And you thought it was bad before. Oh, I have to live in the garage. Be like, yeah, go live in a box in the backyard. <laughs> I just got a big metal box for you to lay in. Go sit there. Oh my gosh, Chance, this is such a terrible idea. What just are you thinking? An awful idea. And then at the second half, he was so close. He was so close to being like, well, this is unusual. Yeah, she doesn't right? even want to drink any of it. And she's like, yeah, it's just the stress. Oh, okay. I guess that's it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I did think it was, I did like the idea of the, the, the real, the editing they did where they were going back and forth, being like each of them being, making <laughs> a huge decision on behalf of the other one without right. discussing it with them. Yeah. Like, yes. Gosh, these two. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, big decisions. Let's go to Lindsay and Deontay. So we see Lindsay and she's shopping with her daughter, Miley Grace, and can't help but note how much she would make with all these, like, all this fake jewelry. Obviously, like, you know how much you could dick for, get for fake diamond studs in prison? I could make 250 <laughs> So we're shopping because Miley Grace has a new interest, and that's beauty pageants, which is something Lindsay can relate to because she kind of did a beauty pageant once when she was younger. So anyway, all the while... Deontay just keeps calling like he did when he was when she was trying to talk to Blaine in the last episode. But we switch over to Deontay and see that he was calling for moral support before he talks to his mom about this whole situation. So he smartly meets with his mom somewhere in public, mm -hmm. this time a furniture store. Okay. So mom is already confused about like, you're broke. Why are we in a furniture store? Because you ain't buying no furniture. I don't I'm confused. So back to Lindsay, we see Miley trying on dresses and she's talking to Brenda about how annoying Deontay is being with all these calls and texts and how she can't just turn off her phone because she has to have her phone for the PO if he calls. So back to the furniture store, the subject of moving in with Lindsay comes up because Deontay just starts like looking at the nursery furniture and his mom's like, what are you doing? Why are we looking at this? So his mom knows about Lindsay, but thinks that she's still locked up. So he gets around to telling her that he might move to Mississippi and she just says foolishness <laughs> and, <laughs> and calls it the worst decision he could possibly make. And she's not going to support him for it if he does it. So foolishly, he was what he was hoping for was good, son. I'm happy for you. And that's it. So after things go south, he tries calling Lindsay again and is ignored. So then we get – they also get the commercial segment, but it's less gross this time. Lindsay is trying to teach Miley how to walk in heels. And again, that's when we hear more details about the pageant she was in in high school. She was runner-up and actually it's the same pageant that Miley is entering this time and apparently still using the same backdrop. <laughs> now, it wasn't that long ago because, you know, uh, Lindsay was a young parent. So, I mean, I guess you got to say we're team 
Deontay's mom, right? Yeah. She's like, I mean, foolishness. Didn't I call it last week? I was like, Deontay's mom would smack him upside the head, and she did just yeah, that. She literally Hit him did, upside yes. the head with a pillow because they happened to be in a furniture store. <laughs> yes, I mean, I foolishness just subs it up. Like that's that's exactly what this is. Just foolishness. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. she's right. This is the third inmate in a row, and the first right. two turned out horribly. Yes, because we kind of forget that there was another inmate that apparently looked just like Nicole prior to Nicole. Um, I think the only difference that we saw pictures of her, I believe. Uh, I think the only difference is that she had like red hair. But other than that, she Mm -hmm. looked just like Nicole. And he gave her a ton of money. I think her name was like Danielle or something. So Uh his mom's right. This is the third woman. And granted, the fact that he is uh, that far in debt and owes that much in collections, it's like, let's focus on a woman who maybe has their life together a little bit. And, you know, he would probably say, oh, well, Lindsay hasn't asked me for any money. Yeah, but she's not in a financially good place where you should be hitching your ride to that wagon yet. Right, right. Well, I mean, do we, we saw from last time, she's more concerned about his money situation than As he is should. about hers. Yeah, because um, he makes poor life decisions. That's why. Yeah, I'm just just awful life decisions. Like, I don't under... I mean, it just... He seems so shallow. Yes. That, like, he has a type, and whatever it takes to get that type of girl to talk to him, that's what he'll do. Like, yeah. and that's that, and it's, and the type is a, it's, it's looks only. That's the type he's looking for. He's not looking because personality wise, you know, Nicole and Lindsay are really not all that much the same. No, no. Right. But if you, you know, we're drawing broad boxes around like, you know, skinny and white and in prison. Yeah. Big eyes. Yeah. Like, like that's his type. And it's, he just, Whatever it takes to get that type of girl is pretty much what he'll do. And so I don't know whether to be mad or sad. Like they're, it's both. It's infuriating and it's also like depressing that he like that's all he has going on apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, m- making poor life decisions on his part for sure. Yeah. Speaking of other people making poor life decisions, let's talk about Puppy and Amber. So Amber's dropping off Puppy, asking her, uh, you know, what she's going to do because we just found out that Puppy's pregnant and Puppy has no answers for her or really for herself. She's worried about being pregnant when Eric is still married to another woman. She goes home to Eric and he seems to be in some kind of mood and Puppy tries to cheer him up by showing him a couple of shirts she brought him. He asks how Amber's doing, and Puppy says Amber wants them to meet her new boyfriend, so they want to set up a double date, and Eric is not having it. Eric brings up the memory of the last dude who abandoned Amber on their date. Puppy then says she has a surprise for Eric, and it's that she applied for a job. Eric told her that she doesn't need a job, and they're not hurting. Look around, so why would she need one? He says this as he's packing up his stuff to leave, and Puppy asks him where he's going, and asks then if he's going to go see his ex. Eric says that she spent the whole day shopping with her ex, so, you know, and he doesn't really give her any kind of answers, and he just leaves. Puppy then inspects her stomach and already determines it's getting big as she takes off her engagement ring, and literally she just found out she was pregnant earlier in the day, so I don't know, anyways. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, then... uh, 
you know, Amber stops by and asks if Puppy has told Eric about her pregnancy, and she says no. Puppy claims that she's not trying to hide the pregnancy, but they haven't been getting along, and she's suspicious that he's seeing his ex because there are nights he doesn't come home like last night. Eric comes in the room and jokes that you always know Amber's over because of her commanding knock on the door that he sometimes mistakes as the police. Amber then asks him what he got into last night since he didn't come home and Eric is not about being interrogated and he's not trying to give her an answer. Eric says that when he tells Puppy, then, you know, he'll assume Amber will know. Eric then leaves without telling them where he's going and Amber tells Puppy to put on her shoes because they're going to go follow him. Amber is trying to catch Eric with his ex. So Puppy doesn't want to get caught and Amber lectures her and asks why she doesn't have self-respect. Puppy says it's because she wants to be with him. They're following him around when the road ahead is closed. So they basically get caught by Eric because, you know, they all have to go a certain way. And he asks what they're doing. Amber says she doesn't trust him while Puppy just has no words. Eric says he's four years old and he doesn't need a chaperone. Puppy asks why they had to follow him. And now she thinks everything is just really messed up. Amber points out that it was messed up before and this didn't make it any worse. Puppy feels like a dumbass for following Eric, and she's upset with Amber. All right. So this is kind of new news, the fact that Eric doesn't come home sometimes. Um, what do you think he's doing? That I, I that doesn't make any sense. Like, that, that, is, that does sound like the most likely scenario is he's over at somebody else's house yeah. doing something, right, and just stays there. Well, I wonder a little bit if he's also maybe like a drug dealer or something. Like, what yeah. does he do for work? And like, it was a huge red flag to me when Puppy was like, oh, I applied for a job. And he's like, you don't need to work. Because to me, that's just like that whole like signs of abuse, isolation. It's like, why yeah. wouldn't you want her to work? You yeah, I don't, that doesn't make any be, sense to me. Yeah, you want her to be financially dependent on you. You want her to be isolated. You want her to be in a position where she can't leave. And that just got really scary to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kind of thought I didn't even go to there. I thought he was just like an asshole who was like, what? By you working, you're insulting me? You don't think I can take care of you? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to take care of that's how this relationship supposed to work. But you're right. It makes her completely financially dependent on him. Mm-hmm. Which is probably where it's going from. And I don't – there's a lot of it. Like Eric came off is a huge asshole yeah. this time. Yeah. Well, right? I can't recall a time where I was always ever like, oh, yeah, Eric, no. that guy. No, I was ne- – never liked him. Right? <laughs> yeah. was, they never said anything. I was like, oh, that was cool. But sometimes he's just been like – he's gone from like neutral mm-hmm. to this time. Like this time is the kind of person that's just so frustrating to talk to when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. where'd you go last night? And he's like – and she, he's like, I heard you didn't come home. He's like, did I say that? If I didn't say that, you shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. That's basically what he said, right? Did yeah. I say that? Did I say that? No. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're talking about, right? And right. it's like, well, that's very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like even the way she got him the shirts and he was like, I just don't understand. He gives you nothing positive. Like there's no right. positive vibes that come out of this guy at all. She got him shirts and he was like, oh, yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh-huh, I don't ever like them. They're awesome. Yeah, fine. Bye. It didn't sound excited at all. Even no. the word, his words didn't match his tone. Yeah, he did not seem to care at all about the shirts. Um, you know, and what a sad existence to just constantly feel like you have to make your partner happy. You know, and I right. feel like that was what Puppy was. It's like she's just 
constantly trying to please him. And he's a hard to please dude. You no, know? he's an impossible to please dude. He doesn't <laughs> want to be pleased. Right. Right. And so you can't please him because no matter what you do, it's not going to be good enough. Yeah. For him to be like actually excited about anything. Right. So I just really feel bad for her. She's just in a crap position. This pregnancy is, you know, putting her in an even more difficult position because now she's tied to this guy. And even if she chooses not to be with him, it's like she's still going to have to co-parent with this person. Yeah. And yeah. And it's just she's stuck in this situation where it's almost like, you know, he's almost like negging. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you do that thing where you treat somebody like shit just so they keep trying harder to get your approval. And that's why she wants to be with him. Right. Because she just, I need to do this. I want approval. I want approval. I want approval. It's like, I mean, the only thing I think they should have done differently this time is once they got caught, I I really think they should have went with the shaggy defense and just turned around and drove away. It wasn't me. (laughs) You followed me in the parking lot. I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't, that was somebody else. That wasn't me. Yeah, I know, right? Like, they didn't have to stop or anything, but... Yeah. Yeah, they could have turned... Because yeah. he went, like, into a parking lot. They could have just, whoop, zoop, kept going and been like, yeah, no. But I'm just to say it wasn't you. Like, right. Especially, does he even know Amber's truck? Like, he could have just, you know, Puppy could have, like, ducked down and Amber could have drove away. And then, like, you know, I'm sure Amber would have covered for Puppy, but just been like, Pu- I was following you. You know, Puppy wasn't involved if that's really what she was concerned yeah, about. Yeah, I assumed he did because I assume that's why when he turned around and like saw them, he like pulled into that parking lot and was like, yeah. what the hell? Like, yeah. So I assumed he recognized it. It just is like, yeah. Right. Yeah, now the kid, I got I, yeah, uh, yeah, that's going to be disappointed. If the best you're going to get for saying, hey, I'm pregnant with your child is him being like, oh, yeah, I, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, let's be real here. It's like to put it on the guy to be like, oh, you have to be so, so excited, especially if they didn't want to get pregnant. And let's be real here. Puppy wasn't excited either. I mean, it's kind of unfair. But like, I get it. It's like as a guy, you just kind of have to like, I don't know, be excited no matter what, even though it's fake. Yeah. I mean, you you have to. Find a way that isn't like, yeah, because by that time, it's just, it's not helpful to not be like, to at least be solutions oriented, but like, he's just going to be like, fine, okay, like, are you sure? I don't think you're sure. I don't know. Like, he just grumbles and mumbles. He he drives me nuts. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what he does. Like, I feel like he's a drug dealer. Well, we always thought he was a drug dealer from the cut because remember Amber, puppy just like disappeared living with amber and like they knocked on his door and they couldn't get in and like like it was all that stuff it was like is she living with her dealer now because that's why that's what we all assumed (laughs) yeah i forgot about that yeah he does he definitely gives off drug dealer vibes and i wonder if that's like why i don't i'm not saying that's any better than him just being at his ex's every night but like i don't know maybe that's why he's gone at night but you still think he'd come home like at some point, like your shift, your drug dealing shift is over at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Or you'd be like, I'm going to work. I work overnight. You'd, you'd say that, not just the the weird like, because she would know. She He wouldn't hide that from her if that was his job. Uh, right? Yeah, probably not. Well, maybe he doesn't want to get her in trouble because remember, she's on probation like forever. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That weird Georgia, like 30 years. Yeah, thing. that's insane. <sighs> All right. So 
I'll end with in, in saying that that means it's time to talk about Sean. Thank God. So it's the day of the wedding at long last. And Stara has, you know, strapped herself into her wedding dress. So we're going to do that first look photo shoot thing, you know, where the bride and groom like see each other before the wedding and they're supposed to look all surprised and happy. Um, and so Sean has himself all put together, too. So as as hard as it is to believe, this is Sean's first wedding. Oh, God, and, I know, right? <laughs> and he's nervous about everything, particularly that Kelly is here to possibly ruin the wedding. So before the shoot start, he meets and hugs Gracie, who talks to him a bit about how she feels like his, you know, tryout family or practice family. And again, he talks about, I never want to do that again. And I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. So all the while, while Sarah is waiting for him, eh, Kelly just pops up from behind her and is like, hey, surprise. So she can have a one-on-one with Sarah, which Sarah thinks is really weird. Um, but she also is very nitpicky is like, I also don't like the Kelly's dress is black. What does she think? This is a funeral. Is she mourning something? So, you know, that crazy bitch. <laughs> anyway, Sarah gives a whole spiel about, I mean, Kelly, sorry, gives a whole spiel about how shitty a person Sean is. And it doesn't really land like she wants it to because Sarah's like, oh yeah, he's totally all of those things, <laughs> which still make, which still makes him better than every other man I've ever been with. That's <laughs> like, so sad. Isn't it? Yeah, it's so sad. sad. So Kelly was – so Sarah was – Kelly and Sarah were both kind of hoping that the other one was going to be a monstrous bitch because that just makes everything easier to have to hate this other person. But, you know, most of the reasons they hated each other were because they had to communicate through Sean. And that means the other one was way sweeter and more genuine and reasonable than they had assumed. (laughs) So anyway, then we switched to obstacle two. Destiny – who would be a surprise to everyone, including Sean. Um, but, oh wait, then we got it. So then, that's we come back. So we come back to the actual ceremony and it's an outdoor thing and Sarah's panicking about walking down the aisle with her mom and stepdad, uh, like saying panicky things on the way down the aisle and when I say panicking. So when she sees, when he sees her, Sean uh, has a cry, smile face that just was very creepy looking it was yeah so they quickly get down to the does anyone object line and they pause for some dramatic waiting music and they pause waiting for destiny who we then find out never went to ohio at all so she's in a completely different outfit from last episode they tried and i say that because she's in labor now apparently yeah and she they tried to pull it off as like the pregnancy pain she was having before is now like labor and she's like instead of going into the airport was like i think i'm in labor but she's wearing completely different clothes, so it clearly wasn't like back to back. So anyway, with that over with, um, we can and then she with that over with, Destiny's not coming, so we can now have happy music at the ceremony instead of the dramatic music. So they read their vows to each other and you know, they're fine. The rest of the ceremony happens just like every other wedding. Although we are spared from re- the reading from a copy of Oh the Places You'll Go, which the officiant clearly has in his hands. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So they ask everyone what they think after the ceremony and the kids are like, you know, weird, but okay. And Kelly is like 85% chance he fucks this up. <laughs> so now that Sean's wedding is over, we go back to Destiny's labor. She's called her husband. They're still married. Jason, who says he's going to meet her at the hospital. So she's only seven months along. So it's kind of early. And that's where the episode ends. All right. So are you over or under Kelly's 85% chance he fucks this up? 
Oh, I don't know what that means. I'm not a better, but... Oh, are you saying... Do you think it's a greater than 85% chance or a less than 85% chance that he fucks it up? Uh, less than? Okay. Yeah. Like, I, you're yeah. Still, still probable, but not 85% yes. sure. Um, okay. And not far off either. I would definitely say more than 50%. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe he's realizing that he's not going to get much better than Sarah. Like, honestly, how- Oh, he's not going to do any better than Sarah. No. How is he ever going to do better than Sarah? And he's like old now, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. there's just no way. I think he knows how good he has (laughs) it. Last chance at love. He's getting too old. (laughs) Well, okay. No, and I don't even mean it like that. He could certainly find someone who's age appropriate for him. But but he doesn't doesn't, look for people that are age appropriate. He still wants someone who's age appropriate for him. So that's why he keeps on lying about his age. So, you know, it's like, yeah, if he wants someone that's going to be that much younger than him, like this is kind of his last chance at, you know, dating someone that much younger that's going to still find him attractive. And and put up with that bullshit. Yes. The put up with the bullshit is way a higher bar than find him attractive. Right, right. And I am so sad for Sarah that she has had such shitty relationships that she has to say that Sean is the best relationship of all. It's like, oh, that shouldn't be the reason why you marry this guy. Like, you know he sucks, but you're just like, well, he's still better than everyone else. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's why I kind of see this going as a long-term failed thing, yeah. maybe then rather than a short-term failed thing, because I think right now that's true. And yeah. I think if she manages to, you know, keep her life together and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, five, ten years down the road – She's been putting up with this stuff for five, 10 years. Yeah. The worst things that she dealt with are farther in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. And now the now the kid that they have together is in school. And she's like, oh, like there are other guys yeah. who are married to people in my social circle that aren't complete dipshit assholes. Yes. Like that's a possibility now. Right. Like and, and so comparatively, depending on where what you're comparing it to, Sean starts to look worse the longer you're with him. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Okay, so I am confused by their storyline timelines always, right? But Sean made it sound like nobody knew Sarah was pregnant. But, and you know, remember, because they were like, oh, we're going to do the gender reveal at the wedding. Remember that old BS? Oh, at the reception or something, which might be coming up next time. Yes. But yes. (laughs) Okay, but then Gracie knew, Gracie, Sean's daughter, knew that Sarah was pregnant. And so it was like. Because as soon as you see. Sarah, you know she's pregnant. And I think he didn't tell anyone, but everybody's like, oh, okay, she's pregnant. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I thought she did. Maybe I'm just really bad at telling, but like I thought her rushi dress like did a good job of hiding her stomach. Well, but we also know that his son knows she was pregnant. Mm. Right? Yeah. And that – and Gracie probably talked to her brother at some point beforehand right before they got to that point in which case it, the, the, he would have spilled the beans because we had his what sean's sister too because sean's sister definitely did the right oh, wait what yeah she's obviously pregnant like you're right because the dress hit it better than yes, the than her and regular than the, clothes than the jorts and the tank top she was wearing before oh right gosh yes okay this is the other thing i thought you couldn't dye your hair when you were pregnant and sarah has some 
red ass hair right now, like clown like almost. Yeah, so, it's some, it's some, it's pretty close to Ronald McDonald's shirt. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good color, um, <laughs> but it does match their wedding colors. I mean, they were red, black, and white, right? But it's like I, I thought you weren't supposed to dye your hair for chemical reasons. Okay, I just looked it up. Second trimester, you're okay. Okay. Yes. Second trimester, second trimester, you're probably okay. I don't know because most pregnant people I've known didn't dye their hair anyway. Yeah. And so, like, they, it wasn't an issue. Like, okay. I know you have to do that whole, you can't eat ham sandwiches and stuff. Oh, there's so many kitty, things. You can't, can't change a kitty litter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because sushi was the same thing. That's the same the say I think it's the the sushi and the ham sandwiches is the same. same. Yeah, like lunch meats, like um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Lunch meats or something. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things on the list that I would be like, oh, I'd be so sad. What would I eat? <laughs> <laughs> I basically live off of sandwiches and sushi. <laughs> yes, it's very much a yeah, Miss H. Like, listen, Miss H. Here's the list. <laughs> Somebody find a list of foods that Miss H likes and just tell her you can't eat those while you're pregnant. She'll never have kids. Oh, gosh. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, what was Kelly wearing? Okay. It was interesting. I I didn't notice that it was black until like – until that until Sarah had pointed it out. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like it seemed like a dress to me. I think it's probably the nice dress that she has. Like the nice dress. Yeah. But – it, it wasn't it really, needed, it really needed more substantial straps. Okay, for me, it wasn't that it was a terrible dress. It was how she styled it. So that dress had a slit, which it was like, all right, that seems like maybe not the best kind of dress to wear to this wedding, like not most appropriate. But then she was wearing these like knee-high boots. They were more like thigh-high <laughs> boots with them. And I'm just like, okay, what is going on here? And so then that was what made it like... I just Weird. I don't I don't think Kelly gets out of the t-shirts very much. That's like, probably true. Well, when you have six kids, my gosh, so many kids. No, that's that's a lot of shit, and you yeah. should be comfortable. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Um, I actually thought their whole meeting was very sweet. And I thought it was so nice of Kelly to be like, you know, I wanted to really dislike her, but she looks so beautiful. And it's just like, that's like the nicest thing you could say on someone's wedding, right? And it's just like, I feel like these women can be very reasonable. It's freaking Sean. Sean it's runs Sean. everything. It's the fact that their only like knowledge of each other comes through this dipshit. That everything gets like all twisted and, and messed up. Like that's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah, yeah, and I don't even think it's like Sean like trying to mess things up. I think it's no, Sean yeah. being all secretive because he thinks it's going to be worse by say being truthful and honest with everyone, and that's what makes it worse. It's like Sean just right. be upfront with people instead right. of being avoidant so, and lying. Yeah. And he avoids, he lies, and so it's hard to tell. When you're getting things from Kelly to Sean to you, mm-hmm. you're hearing a lie and dishonesty and things being covered up and you're not sure where it came from. And so you at least attribute part of it to Kelly. Yeah. Right. She She's being shady, too. And it's like, no, she was being upfront, And then your shady partner shaded it up for you and then yeah. presented it to you. <laughs> like, oh, Yeah, he's really not good. Uh, okay, so that takes us to our last couple, Chaz and Branwyn. Uh, Chaz and Branwyn are snuggling, and Chaz is teasing her uh, that this is what lap dances do. They turn them on. 
So it ends up that they did have sex after the cameras left the last episode. Branwyn is awkwardly trying to keep her distance by having the top of her head down by his chest. So the rest of her body is like just basically half a body length away and just isn't touching his at all. Yes. Genitals not lined up. That's right. No, not at all. Like the top of her head, like she's headbutting him. So like she is, you know, got her body very far away. He goes to kiss her tongue first again. Like every time I see it, I just cringe on the inside. And she gives this look of help to the cameras. Chaz doesn't notice this because he's still happy from their sex, which Branwyn said was, uh, which Branwyn was uh, aggressive and he describes her as a tigress. And she tells us that she didn't know what to expect, but it was better than she thought, even though she described him as a soft, cuddly butterfly. (laughs) Chaz now thinks that they're in a much better place. And so now he wants to extend his stay to the end of the week. Branwyn says she has school this week and it stresses her out when she's having to juggle all these things. She then gets a call from a man and she lies to Chaz saying it's her counselor as she walks off for privacy. The mystery man has apparently just been released from prison and he wants to see her badly because he couldn't stop thinking about her. Branwyn then comes back to Chaz and they continue discussing Chaz's plan to stay longer. Branwyn tells him she feels guilty uh, when he gets frustrated and upset that she prioritizes her school. Chaz then walks off to smoke a cigarette and cry a little. Branwyn follows him and assures him that she's still happy, and Chaz takes off his ring and slams it down in front of her and walks off. Branwyn follows him again and gives him his ring back and tells him, you know, to stop tripping. She says that she was just surprised by his changer plans. And he wonders if she even gives a crap about the marriage. All right. So, goodness, where do we even start with them? Um, So how do you think it is that Chaz went from like one extreme to the basically like, I don't know, I took the ring off as saying like, I'm done with this marriage. He went from like, we're in such a good place to here, take this ring. It did happen relatively quickly. Maybe Mm -hmm. just... The afterglow of sex had worn off already. Like, I mean, I, I joke. The thing is, is, I think he knew it was, I think he knew she was lying about who was on the phone and that it was another guy. Like, and that, yeah, how can, how can, how can that be? How can we work with that? You can't. Like, I don't, I don't know how you get, I don't know how. Yeah. If she's going to like be talking to other dude, clearly like trying to get together with him and you're like, well, who was that? And she's like, oh, not, not even that was my friend. That was my counselor. Bullshit. Yeah. We yeah. all know it's not. Like, tell me a lie that I know is a lie to my face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't know how we can possibly work through these problems if you're going to if you're gonna lie to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, who would you talk to that you would need privacy in front of your partner? I mean, there are a lot of people that I would talk to that I need privacy in front of my partner, right? I, there are things about regarding my kids. I don't – if oh, there's yeah. things – especially when talking to my mom. Like, there's some things that are not really their business yet. But if that was true, I'd be like, oh, hey, I need to talk to my mom about some stuff. Like, can I have a minute? Yeah. Right? I wouldn't lie about who it was. The part where you're lying about who it is, Mm -hmm. that's where things are getting dodgy. Yeah, especially because she made it sound like her counselor was a woman when she came back. And mm -hmm. it was like, well, if he heard it was a man on, you know, if he heard that much, he could tell like, you know from the phone call that oh, it was like a man's yeah. voice. 
then he probably totally, isn't too happy about the lying part. She wasn't very far away when she was like, oh, you've been released? Mm-hmm. Like, he totally heard her say that. Like, it was – and so it just – it doesn't pass the sniff test, mm-hmm. right? And And I don't think he noticed some of the other stuff, but it was like – I mean, I was a little – more concerned about how gross it was that like they had sex and all of a sudden he was like things are perfect now like he was yeah. really worried about stuff so worried that he stayed an extra day yeah then but then she banged him so it was like well this is just so great i might stay an extra week right. which from her perspective is like wait wait so i didn't have sex with you and you stayed an extra day so I wanted you to leave, so I had sex with you, and now you're staying an extra week? Yeah. Like, how do I get your ass to leave, man? <laughs> but, I mean, if she really felt that way, she should just break up with him, you know? It's like, I, I don't know. I just also felt like it was such a lie when he got upset, and it's like she immediately softens and becomes this other person. Like, I'm happy. It's like, are you? You're not, though. Yeah. Like, you're clearly not. Yeah, it's – I mean, but I do get I, – I, I get – even if she's being above board, I get her frustration with the way he's jerking around this travel. Yeah. Right? Because that's – is he was ex- an extremely frustrating partner last time with mm-hmm. him sitting there and watching her working. But yeah. if I'm like, oh – Right now, let's – I'm just trying to imagine my partner being, you know, across the country or whatever. And they're like, hey, I want to visit you. And I said, oh, great. Well, you know, uh, some Columbus Day is coming up or something. I got a three-day weekend coming yeah. up. You can visit me then. And they did and things didn't go so great. So, like, well, I'm going to stay for Tuesday. And I'm like, going to work on Tuesday. Yeah. Like – You're not going to see much of me. Not going to see me. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then things get a little bit better. And they're like, I'm going to stay till Friday. And again, again, going to work every day. Right. Like, have things after work and I do with other people already. Like, I don't know what you want. And yeah. now I have to drop all those things to come be with you. And that, that's that's frustrating. It's not it's not considerate on his part. Right. But at the same time, I feel like she could present it better. Because it's not that I disagree with her. I can absolutely see. And it makes so much sense when she says, like, it stresses me out. And it makes me feel guilty when you get upset that I can't see you when I'm trying to prioritize school. So I get that. But it's like she immediately could just look. It's it's like so upset that he's staying. And so how, from Chaz's point of view, do you not interpret that as she doesn't want me to be here? You know? And so, I I mean, I think she could have presented it a lot better. Like, I want to spend time with you and just right now is not a good time. And, you know, it upsets me to see you upset that I'm prioritizing school. So quite honestly, it would make it less stressful for me if you just weren't here and I wouldn't have to make those tough decisions. Right. Yeah. Yes, she could definitely put it better. But I mean, doesn't this guy have a job? Why, why, why does he keep just extending his stay? Like, yeah. what is going on? I don't understand I how he like can do that. He's an IT guy, right? And so I think he was working remote, possibly. Possibly. Does that mean he's working while he's there? I don't understand. I, I was yeah. very confused about the whole thing. He just, no matter what he does, when he's, you know, not getting what he wants, he's super clingy and needy. And then yeah. he gets what he wants and he's super clingy and needy. Right. Like, yeah. he's, it, it's a, it just has to be such a huge turnoff. Like, it, 
even even if it wasn't there before. Yeah. Deontay, same thing, right? Super clingy mm-hmm. and needy no matter what you do. So it is such a turnoff. Especially for these women that are like more independent. Well, and, and always have been with guys that or go the other way, right? They, yeah. they, I'm not saying they haven't been with guys with attachment issues, but they've been with, More you know, the, yeah, but but also the ones who are going to be, you know, not anxious, but the ones who are going to be the the detached, right? Yes, they're going to be like, right. whatever, I don't give a shit. Like, that's what they're used to is like having to get that attention. And it's like when somebody just gives it all to you, it's like, oh, this is, this is not what I wanted. I thought it was, but it wasn't <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, out of this group, because we didn't hear from Tiffany and Kevin, who was your student of the week? I'm going to go with Sarah, mm-hmm. like, because she did get, you know, jump surprised by her uh, husband, her groom's ex, like, on the day of her wedding. And I think she handled it as well as you could have, I right? She also would, like, went get angry. with Sarah. Yeah, I went with Sarah because it was like uh, that interaction was not as explosive as you, not even a little bit, right? And I think it's just because they both were really calm and they were both very like kind to each other. And she made a very good impression on Kelly the first time mm-hmm. around. And so, yeah, good for her. All right, what about your dunce? Yeah, my dunce was Eric. Like, yeah. He was just an asshole the whole time, like to everybody. And doesn't in ways that like, oh, he almost seems to want and want to antagonize. Oh, you don't trust me? Then I'm really gonna make sure you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna double down and floor it, like just cause fuck you, that's why. Like, I don't know. I just everything about that guy this episode was was just infuriating. Yeah. Um, I actually went with chance. I just feel like yeah. he's making some very poor financial decisions and he is so like cocky that he seems to think that he makes the best decisions and that you know he's setting up their future and it's just like he seems so much like a salesman to me right and yes. i wonder if he even like believes it himself i can make this home like a beautiful like great place by i can fix it up and it's just like oh my gosh we've seen your version of fixing something up like i'm very concerned for you guys yeah, well, and that the other thing too, like, and and the thing is, is like he just has this weird. I'm getting my credit score up. I got seven credit cards now. Just got another one in the mail. Put fifty bucks on it. Gonna make that one go up. I and know. Like, you shouldn't have seven credit no, cards, dude. Like, he's I so promise. Dumb. I promise. My credit is way better than his, right? With the smaller and, amount of credit cards you've had. Yes, with the much smaller amount of credit cards that I currently own. Yeah, I think it's really like, uh, not that I know enough about this to say, but it's like really about the length uh, that you've had an account open. So what do you do when you've been in prison and haven't had a line of credit? Like, do you open up seven or you just have to, you know, open up a few and wait? Yeah, you be patient and you just let it happen is what you do. You, You just take your time. All right. So what about your life lesson? Uh, my life lesson was going to chance. And it was like, you can't make bigger plans in the realm of anything. But let's say home improvement. If your last attempt at it was a failure, like mm. don't tell me oh, I couldn't make that two foot putt, but give me that 60 foot putt. I'm going to make it like, no, you're not <laughs> like yeah. finish the garage first before you talk about your shipping container house you're going to build in your backyard. Oh, OK, God. yeah. Yeah, uh, so mine is directed at Chaz. 
Uh, you shouldn't make these like gestures like it's over unless it's truly over. Because oh, yeah, for real. You yeah. know, like how he kind of threw the ring at Branwen. It was like that's like a big deal, and you can only cry wolf so many times where that person is not going to believe you. You're not going to get the reaction you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a, there's diminishing returns for doing that. Right. For certainly. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, we will be back with this group next week. Maybe we'll get yep. a gender reveal. Who knows? <laughs> Jeez. Let's. Maybe a baby honestly, from Destiny. Not. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There might be a baby. There yeah. might be a gender reveal. I feel like. We got to get somebody breaking up. Somebody's got to break up, right? Yeah. Oh, I got to get something. Well, Chad some, and some Branwen, they're definitely on yeah. deck for that. They're at definitely some point. on there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, until then. All right. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.